Hey there, I'm Leah Party, and you're listening to Bare Naked Soul, a podcast where we have real, uncensored conversations about the things we aren't supposed to talk about. Let's break all the rules and shed all the programming that's ever made us feel weak, scared, and caused us to shrink ourselves. It's time to live uncaged, freely expressing ourselves and manifesting our dreamiest, juiciest, and most pleasure-filled lives. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, and welcome back to Bare Naked Soul. Ah, you guys are going to really love this episode. This is totally going to pump you up and motivate you. And if you've been wondering, I don't know if you just heard that my dog shook his head and you could hear his little collar. Um, But if you've been wondering if you have what it takes, if you're in pursuit of something, if you're on a mission, if you are pushing for something in your career or anything in your life, and you've been wondering if you have what it takes to do it, This episode will convince you not only that you do have what it takes, but also how to solidify that belief in yourself, which is what you need in order to accomplish what you're setting out to accomplish, okay? So it's going to be really, really motivational and pump you up. Um, And you're going to love it. So this episode is taken from a live that I did the other day. So um, yeah, keep in mind, that's going to be like the things I talk about. It's a little bit different because it's like I recorded it for a live instead of for the podcast. And before we dive in, I have to tell you guys about my brand new program that I'm so excited about. So I mentioned to you last week that I have a new journal coming out. So as you can tell, I'm a little obsessed with the self-publishing process and how easy it's become for me. And, And not only that process, but also like moving through the fear that it takes to publish a permanent piece of content, like a journal or a book. And so I'm becoming really, really passionate about helping others through that process, which means I'm going to be hosting a mastermind starting in January, starting January 5th, called Permission to Publish. It's going to be all about giving yourself that permission that we aren't getting from through traditional publishing where you would get chosen, right? You get chosen by a publisher. They say, your book is good enough. We're going to select you. When you're self-publishing, that's not part of the game. You have to give yourself permission. And even if you are going the traditional route, you still have to give yourself permission of believing that your book is enough. So that's going to be a big part of the mastermind is belief in yourself, navigating fear and writer's block. We're going to talk about how to channel inspiration and guidance for your book. So you're literally channeling your book through your intuition. Um, We're going to talk about a lot of practical stuff, the self-publishing process, writing your book launch plan and your marketing strategy, tons of book promotion strategies, how to grow your personal brand so that when you publish your book, you have people to sell it to. So much value in this program. Come write your book with me. I'll hold you accountable. I'll hold your hand. I'll guide you. I'll support you. I will cheer you on. It's going to be fucking awesome. The details of that are in the show notes. And if you are an aspiring writer, I suggest you check that out. And this episode you'll love because it's going to kick your butt and motivate you. Okay. Enjoy. Hello. Welcome. I am super excited and motivated to talk to you today about how to believe that you have what it takes to succeed because you do. Yes, you, I promise. Okay. By the end of this video, you're going to be convinced of that. You're going to have an influx of motivation and confidence and inspiration. And I'm really curious to see what inspired actions come up for you, what ideas come to you, um, because they will. 
So, um, for those of you who don't know me or who are maybe new to my world, I'm Leah Party. I'm a manifestation teacher. I'm a breathwork guide. I'm a business mentor. I host the Burning and Soul podcast, which was recently ranked top 5% most followed podcasts on Spotify and in the top 15% most shared podcasts on Spotify. Pretty exciting. Um, I'm also the author of Confessions of an Uncaged Soul. I became an author, uh, well, I published a journal actually, the Heal Your Shit Journal last November, and my book came out this June. So I have some stories for you today. I have some motivation for you today. I have some things to get you thinking on today. But I want to start off with just this, this idea that we all have that other people who uh, appear to be more successful than us, right? People we look up to, they just have this thing that we don't have. They just have it, right? They have it. They have what it takes and we don't. And maybe it's that we don't think we're, maybe we don't think we have discipline and maybe we don't think we're smart enough or maybe we don't think we're creative enough but we just don't feel like we have what it takes. And other people just must have been born with what it takes, but not us, right? We don't really have anything special about ourselves. And that's exactly how I used to feel. Um, and so the point of me sharing this story I'm gonna share with you guys is to remind you that none of this came easy to me. None of this came easy to me. Writing my book didn't come easy to me. Starting my business didn't come easy to me. Having the, the confidence to do this, to be live here right now talking to you, that was not just something that came naturally to me. I wasn't born with that at all. So my husband and I are about to celebrate our five-year wedding anniversary this Saturday. Very excited. But when I met him, I was 19. And it's just so funny to think about. We used to go out on dinner dates all the time. And what did I order on those dinner dates? Exactly what he ordered every single time. I ordered what he ordered. Why do you think that was? What would make someone do that? I was that uncomfortable making decisions. I was that uncomfortable believing in myself. I had that much of a lack of trust in myself and in my decisions. And that's just one small example of the 180 that I intentionally created for myself with my mindset. I didn't wake up one day feeling confident. I didn't wake up one day being a badass at making decisions. No. Quite the opposite. So right, right around that time I met my husband, it was actually a few months earlier, um, it was like my sophomore semester, like my first semester of my sophomore year of college, and I was getting straight D's. I was barely going to class. I was barely passing college. Um, I didn't have the motivation or the discipline to go to class. Um, I was, I had a drug problem. And, you know, drugs and, and boys and drinking and partying were way more important than college, apparently, at the time. So it wasn't going very well for me. <laughs> the future wasn't looking so bright. Luckily, I was at a friend's house. This was Christmas break. This is right before I met my husband. You know, um, my boyfriend at the time, obviously. So it was Christmas break. I was back home. 
and I'm from the Philly area. And so I went to a party and someone showed up with, I think it was like a bottle of 99 bananas. And we started just taking shots and shots and shots. And I blacked out. I came to at 2 a.m. maybe in the hospital with, I was throwing up in the hospital in the ER. My dad was there. I was getting stitches on my face. It was a shit show. Next thing I remember was it was like maybe 6 a.m. And I got a knock on my bedroom door. And it was my brother. And he asked me who the president was. I was like, Obama. I think it was Obama at the time. Because they were trying to like make sure I wasn't having a concussion or something. So they had to keep waking me up and asking me questions. And like the next day was Christmas Eve. And I had this huge black eye and these fresh stitches. And now I'm like going to church with my family. So, yeah, I had lost my phone that night. I, what happened was I blacked out. I was sitting on a balcony and I fell off the balcony and hit my face. And I have like a decent scar. I mean, where is it? It's like right there. You can see um, from the damage of that. And yeah, got taken to the hospital and all of that. And so that was luckily a wake up call for me because I realized this was not how I wanted to live my life. And the semester just ended, like I said, I got D's in every class. I mean, art history, a D. Like, <laughs> every class, a D. And I was proud of that at the time. I was like, D is for degree. Like, I'm passing. So, yeah, it was bad. Um, so this wake-up call really made me think that I wanted to have a different kind of a life. And so luckily, you know, a few weeks later, I met my husband. And I started dating him, and he was um, much in a much better place in life than I was in. So that really helped. And little by little, I started, like, making more of an effort to go to class and actually get decent grades. I have, We had motivational speakers come in sometimes, and someone was talking about grad school, and I was like, well, huh, if I ever want to do that, then I need to have, like, decent grades. So I started being a little more motivated. What really changed everything for me was reading motivational books. And I was reading a lot of books around, like, success, climbing the ladder, all of that. And this that probably started, like, maybe the next year. But over the next couple of years, the end of college, I started reading all these books and getting, getting like, inspired about my future and really thinking maybe I can make something of myself and not just be this, like, trashy shit show for the rest of my fucking life. So, all of that to say, I was not born the way that I am now. I was not born driven. I wasn't born motivated. I didn't do great on my SATs. I didn't get into um, some of my colleges that I applied to go to. Like, it wasn't easy um, at all. Math never came easy to me as a kid. I was in like merit math classes. I remember being in like ninth grade, being in like math class. The one that I was in was there were like 16 year old boys that had been held back like a bunch of times. It was just like, it was not a good scene because I really struggled with math. And so I had this story in my mind. And, like, I had to have tutoring in, you know, in high school, middle school, and college. Like, I really struggled. And so I created the story that I wasn't smart. And now I don't believe that means I wasn't smart at all. I think people are, have different levels of intelligence. And smart means so many different things, right? There's so many different ways to have a meaningful and successful existence. And we don't all need to be good at algebra. By the way, I haven't even fucking done anything with math my entire career at all. I mean, I worked in sales and I ran, I ran an entire department. Um, 
you know, and I didn't use math other than my calculator on my phone. So it was fine, right? It's funny how we make things mean something. Um, and we just develop stories from there. So my story was that I wasn't smart. And I also wasn't creative. I had a big story that I was just like not creative. I didn't think I was good at anything. I literally would be like, why am I not good at anything? And I, so that made me feel like a victim. All of this made me feel like a victim. Why isn't life easier for me? Why, you know, can't I just inherit a bunch of money? Why, like, why is life so hard? Why don't I have one thing I'm really, really good at? And so I had this whole victim thing playing in my mind, which led to bad decisions like doing drugs and shit like that because I felt like a victim. Anyways, so when I started reading the books about success and motivation, one thing that I learned, and I don't know exactly when I learned this, um, it might have been, it was definitely after college, but I got into the corporate world and started really going in. I was like, all right, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm motivated. I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'm going to climb the corporate ladder. So I was reading a lot of books around like climbing the corporate ladder and all of that. And I learned that decision making is really, really, really key. Being able to make fast decisions is really, really key for success. Something that I believe so strongly to be true. And it's proven itself to me time and time again in my career. Actually, when I was hiring sales reps for my sales team in my corporate life, um, one question I would ask them is, when's, when's the last time you missed out on an opportunity because you didn't make a decision fast enough? That was one of our many, many questions we had. And I didn't know exactly why we'd ask all these questions. Like some, some of the questions, it was obvious why we'd ask it, some it wasn't. But like, we wanted to know if these are people who were able to make fast decisions or not. Because that's important for success. Like I said, when I was ordering dinner at the restaurant for my, um, my husband, when I, we first started dating, I could not decide what I wanted at the restaurant to save my life. That, that just gave me a lot of anxiety. The tiniest decision, right? The tiniest decision gave me so much anxiety. So when I learned that this was a really important skill to have, because it's a skill, it's something you can create, it's something you can develop. I decided to start developing that and I really started practicing. Again, so many things in life, I feel like we put the control outside of ourselves. We say, well, you're either born with this or you're not. I just don't have that. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not whatever. But you can practice making decisions faster. 100% you are capable of practicing making decisions faster. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, there's no, there's no reason why you can't do that. So how, what would that look like? I mean, the restaurant's a really good example. Where, what are the small things where you struggle making a decision? Now I teach personal branding. I, you know, I run a personal brand business. So for those of you who are like in entrepreneurship and running personal brands, um, you know, it, it would be things like whether or not to post something to your Instagram story what caption to put with this photo, what photo to put, like, practice making those little decisions so much fucking faster. Just fucking make the decision, okay? <laughs> You'll have to, whatever career you have or whatever lifestyle you have or whatever you do during the day, you have to think about what decisions you can start making faster and just practice. Maybe when you're on Netflix looking at the millions of things you could watch, you start setting a timer for yourself and say, you know what? I have two minutes to pick something to watch. I have five minutes to decide what to eat for dinner at a restaurant. 
not five minutes. Give yourself like two minutes. Like, just practice though. Whatever, whatever is like a little bit less time for you, just start practicing. And from there, like there's so many reasons why this is important. Obviously, we miss out on opportunities when we don't make decisions fast enough. We also usually don't move forward fast enough if we're holding ourselves back by not making decisions. So being indecisive, I mean, it's a huge waste of energy. There's typically a lot of overthinking going on, which is creating anxiety in your body, literally causing disease in your body. You've got to learn how to do this and you've got to practice. And it goes hand in hand with trusting yourself and with confidence, which is really important because obviously confidence is important to be successful in whatever the fuck you're trying to do. Actually, I would argue that the number one thing you need for success is belief, is belief. I don't care if you're trying to improve your marriage. I don't care if you are trying to build a fucking empire or write a book or start a podcast or get a promotion. Belief is the number one thing that you need. Confidence, trust in yourself, okay? So how can you build that? It's the same way. Practicing making decisions faster will lead to your confidence. They're so related, you guys. They're so related. And it isn't just making decisions like, you know, physical decisions. It's also mental decisions. It's also deciding, hey, you know what? I've been telling myself this belief and it's really not serving me and I know it's holding me back. I'm not going to, I'm not entertaining that thought anymore. I'm not going to sit around and worry about that anymore. That's a decision too. That's a decision that will save you, that will help you, that will bring you happiness and success and everything you want in life. Making decisions about what you're no longer entertaining, what you're going to start believing. And from here, we practice trusting our decisions. That's why we're afraid to make decisions because we're afraid that we're gonna make the wrong decision, which is a lack of trust in ourselves. How do we increase trust in ourselves? We practice. We practice and we practice and we practice. So practice making the decision and then trusting it, letting go. You know, noticing if you're worrying, worrying about the decision, taking some breaths, relaxing. You can journal it out, you can breathe it out. You can meditate and separate yourself from your thoughts. So we don't need to spiritually bypass here. We don't need to like always just make ourselves feel happy. No, feel what you're feeling. Feel what you're feeling, release it. We release through feeling, we have to feel it to free it. And from there, move on to belief, move on to trusting. It involves practicing. It involves you practicing trusting yourself enough to make the damn decision, and then you practicing trusting the decision, you know? I mean, another example would be the housing market right now. Um, from what I understand, it's still this way, where you don't have very much time to decide whether or not you're gonna buy the house, you know? So you have to make a decision quickly and you'll miss out on opportunities if you don't. And this is, this is something that, you know, buying a house is an investment. This also goes the same way with other types of investments. We miss out when we can't make a decision. We stress ourselves out when we can't make a decision. We, we, so when we are sitting around in a land of not being able to make decisions, we're like 
doing the opposite of building confidence. We're building self-doubt because we're reinforcing this idea that we can't trust ourselves. So change it. Decide. Decide right now that you're going to start deciding faster. It goes the same way with doing the uncomfortable, with doing the things that scare us. And that often like coincides with the decision because we have to decide to do the thing that scares us. Can you decide a little bit faster to make that next scary move, to have that conversation? Instead of putting off that awkward conversation for in the next three weeks, can you just have it? Can you just do it? Because this is the only way it's going to get easier and easier and easier for you is to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. You know, I just started reading a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It's really good. And in the first chapter, I don't know if it's the first chapter, but I think it was, but it was um, this guy who was writing the book was having a conversation with Elon Musk. And Elon was explaining, you know, his story, which involves a lot of downfalls. Like his business wasn't, like the multiple businesses that he's been involved in weren't just, it's just not a linear journey, guys. That's not how entrepreneurship goes, okay? It's like this, and it's like this, and then it's like this. And that was his experience as well. Um, and so his, one thing that he said was, I have a high tolerance for pain. He said, I have a high tolerance for pain. And he wasn't talking about physical pain. He was talking about mental pain. He was talking about emotional pain. He was talking about resilience. He was talking about almost having to file for bankruptcy because your company's failing and keeping moving forward anyways. You know, taking big risks to move your business forward, to start that new business, to whatever, invest in whatever. Watching it not work out and keep going. That's what he means by I have a high tolerance for pain. And this is exactly what has helped me with my business, me with my career when I had, you know, a typical career path, me with my book, me with my podcast, all the things that I've created. Now, I'm not as successful as Elon Musk yet, <laughs> but the entrepreneurial journey is the same. It's not linear. It is ups and downs and ups and downs. And the name of the game is, can you be okay when things aren't looking good? Can you keep going? Can you just push through and be resilient? Can you have a high tolerance for pain? And how do you have a high tolerance for pain? You develop it. At least that's what I did. I was so so struggling with um, rejection when I first started working in sales. It was really hard for me. Like I cried like at the office, like multiple, multiple times. And that right there is why I'm able to push through with what I'm doing now. You know, 97% of people who set out to write a book never finish it. For the ones who, the 3% that do finish it, only 20% ever actually publish it. What do those people have in common? Belief. Resilience. A high tolerance for pain. A high tolerance for doing the uncomfortable. 
for pushing through. And you get to choose that. There is no reason why you can't practice doing the uncomfortable, making faster decisions. There's no reason you can't practice that. You cannot tell me you're not capable of that. I feel like, I don't know, this is something that I've noticed. Sometimes the people who are the least likely to succeed are the ones who do. I'm not someone who is most likely to succeed. Like in high school, that wouldn't have been something I would have been voted for, most likely to succeed. I mean, I, I was, my biggest motivation at like 16, 17, I wanted to be a contestant on the Bad Girls Club. Have you guys seen the Bad Girls Club? I hope you haven't. If you have, yeah, that was my ambition in life. That was my life's goal. <laughs> so I'm not someone who was most likely to succeed. I'm not someone who got into all the best colleges and, you know, had, had it all handed to me on a silver platter. I'm not someone who was born with you know, an abundance of intelligence, although I find myself very intelligent, I, I do. I think my intelligence is different than other people's. And I think everyone is intelligent in their own way. Everyone has their own unique special gifts, everyone. So no, I'm not gonna become a rocket scientist, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't get into Harvard, right? I didn't even get to Penn State, Maine. When it comes to the things that we deeply desire, when it comes to what we truly want to do, it doesn't have to do with anybody else, it's not to impress anyone, it's not to please anyone, it's for us, it's what we want. Those desires on our heart, we are all capable. We all have what it takes. We just have to believe. And we have to be willing to practice and to work towards it. And if you look at people's, the reason I said that people who are at least likely to succeed often do is because I've spent the past, I don't know, maybe eight years heavily, heavily, heavily studying stories of entrepreneurs. Heavily, like reading memoir after memoir after memoir, listening to podcast after podcast after fucking podcast. I'm, I'm just like, it's always fascinated me. Always has. And you'll notice if you study them like I do, most of these people weren't just handed everything on a silver platter, right? These people went through trials and tribulations and ups and downs and spent years like living in their parents' basement trying to make this thing happen that seemed like it was never going anywhere and nobody believed in them, right? There's grit to be developed. Grit can be developed. Grit and resilience, you have to believe in it though. That's why I say the number one thing you need for success is belief. Because when you have belief in yourself and in your ideas and in what you want, everything else comes from there. You being motivated enough comes from there. You being inspired enough comes from there. You being willing enough to practice making decisions faster, doing the uncomfortable comes from that belief. So what do you want? What are you gonna do? Because you are good enough. 
and you have what it takes. That's all.